0: Welcome to episode number 44 on Monday the 14th of September 2009, my name is Steve Layton and as always I am very grateful for you joining me today. Um, Last week's was a little bit long, I'm planning for this one to be a little bit shorter um, because I know that it takes an awful lot of time but thank you for the great feedback from last week I, I think it was worthwhile being that little bit longer and every now and again I may drop those in, I'll try not to do them too often though um, As I said last week, I'm going to read the comments from, from last week's one now but I've just selected a few of them so it's not going to be quite as long um, if I don't mention your comment, I have read it, and I'm really grateful for them, and please keep them coming. So First one was uh, from Richard R Blaster, who I know well. Richard said, we should create a new blog called I Killed My Mug, uh, after smashing my mug last week. And he asked where Stephen Hurst Saxon's from, uh, and I thought that was quite an interesting question to bring up. Stephen's as English as anybody I've ever met, uh, but he spent a, uh, his formative years in the US, so he's got a little bit of a... Seth, kind of accent going on and a little bit of a US accent going on, so yeah, but Stephen's incredibly English. Um, yeah, very, very good question, Richard, well done. Um, Den, Den said um, that he found the last one a little bit longer but very interesting, and uh, what was the bit that I saw there? Um, yeah, and basically he's been having a problem with his coffees getting through and this is why I wanted to talk about this question. Um, basically, raw mail industrial action has really uh, affected how quickly these are getting to people. Um, They're taking a few days longer than normal. So please bear with it if you haven't got your pack yet. It is just this raw mail system and we can't think of a way around it. So yeah, just kind of bear that in mind. Um, And roll and glue, uh, glue. G-L-E-W because we've had to start going to full name to Roland's um, He was asking about grinders and about grinding fine enough for uh, Turkish grinders and, and as you know I'm quite a fan of the, the Turkish style brick brewing and, and basically a good espresso grinder Roland will get you that grind fine enough and it really is just about getting a, a, a very very fine grind on there as fine as you possibly can get but a good espresso grinder really should get you there so I don't kind of stress too much about that not going to mention Brendy's question, but it was great to see Bren back on. Even though he wasn't first again this week, it's lovely to see Brend commenting again. So thank you for that, mate. Good, nice to know that you're still about. Um, uh, uh, glad to tell, was not the only one who killed the mug with an AeroPress. press. Yeah, hmm, hmm. Since a bit of that has happened, uh, Gabrielle uh, was saying that he just got this is a he his subs- subscription as a birthday present from his wife. And I tell you, I wish my wife bought me. Such a oh, miss such a nice birthday present. So um, been pretty warning about next week's one. Next week's one, I don't expect to have quite so kind of good lighting and quite so relaxed an atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to be com- going across to Iceland for the Nordic Barista Cup as I'm competing in the Nordic Roasters Cup first time. This competition delayed roasters outside of the Nordic countries to compete, uh, and our coffee's going to be going in there. So uh, next week's probably going to be from a hotel somewhere, or if you're in Iceland and you watch this and you kind of know somewhere I might be able to do one, be it that you're competing in the Nordic Bristol Cup or something like that, please let me know, because it'd be great to have a venue where I could do it properly more than a a, a horrible little hotel room with all of my luggage. So, that's coming up next week, and I want to get on to the coffee. Um, What I'm going to do, as we do now, is I'm going to whack you on pause, I'm going to go away and brew the coffee. Um, and uh, I will be back in a few moments Hello and welcome back Right so, brewed the coffee, uh, brewed it in the cafetiere used 50 grams of coffee to 750ml worth of water um, have brewed it for 4 minutes at 95 degrees C Uh, the reason I know it's 95 degrees C is I have a new toy which is this and I'll just show you a picture of it now. It has a uh, temperature sensor on it where you can actually set the temperature of the kettle um, to boil. It's the first time I'm using it, so I don't know how effective it is. Um, I should really do some tests with, um, with a uh, thermometer, um, but I will report back on that one because I think it could be a very exciting uh, idea for the kitchen. Um, I brewed it for four minutes, scooped off the top into my little bowl here, put the plunger in just pushed it down. All I was waiting for was a little bit of expansion on that spring before I pushed down. Um, coffee we're going to be using today is called uh, El Salvador Finca La Fanny Bobón It's from the Santa Ana region. It's um, been in the same family since 1870 uh, owned by the Silvers, uh, currently owned by Carmen and Rafael uh, and I also believe that there's some input from Luis as well, which is Rafael's brother um, Although I've never met Lewis, I've only ever met uh, Carmen and Raphael. It's uh, 100% bourbon. Uh, it's uh, one of the longest standing coffees that we've had on HasBeen. Uh, incredibly, you know, I love this coffee, I love it dearly. I can remember the first time that I tried it, um, and it was one of those benchmark moments for me where I went, that's good coffee, and I'd hold it right up there with Cuscoera, Machucamarca, um, as, as probably you know one of my all-time favourite coffees. Not just uh, because of the coffee, because it's great coffee, but also I really like the people behind it, uh, and I have a real passion for El Salvador. I, I love some of the El Salvadorian coffees. Um, I think they do one of the best jobs in the whole of the coffee world of, uh, of producing great coffees. As you'll see from the influx of El Salvador's onto our site, I think currently we're up to about 6, maybe 7. You know, there's some great coffees coming out of there. This is one of the kind of big ones for me. Bourbon, 70% of the coffee grown in El Salvador is Bourbon. Um, you'll have heard me, if you've watched any of these in my mugs, rant on about how Bourbon for me is a great varietal. What happened in the kind of 70s, 80s, a lot of it was ripped out for much more higher yielding plants but El Salvador was going through a period where they weren't looking after their plants because there was civil war, it was, it was a war zone um, so instead of ripping out plants they were fighting, you know, there was fighting and, and unrest and, and all that once all that trouble passed, Bourbon was kind of, all of a sudden people were like, okay there's something in this Bourbon and now you're in a great position to take advantage of that uh, and I think they have done very much going to show you a picture of the roast, um, let me have a look at my bowl while you're looking at that picture, you'll see from this it's a very medium roast, um, maybe the me- mediumish dark side, so maybe it's moved a little that way but it's still medium, um, no oils, you don't want oils on this coffee, um, it, otherwise you kill a lot of that sweetness um, and that's probably one of it's big, big plus points. So time for snozzering in the bowl. Okay. Well. The reason I love this coffee is, it just does what it needs to do. It, I think the great example is, you smell something like the Kenya Geth and, Bweenie, and you know I like buini, but you smell it and you kind of go, blackcurrants, you know, you get that real rush. This, to me, smells balanced and controlled, you smell sweetness, you can really get it on there, you get a little bit of that caramel, but it just smells delicious. and. One of the things I love most about coffee is the aromatics. You know, the aromas that come off coffee are phenomenal, and this is one of the most aromatic coffees, and it's just that kind of sweet, sticky... loveliness. (laughs) Is loveliness really a useful descriptor? I don't care, it's great. Um, It's really, really good coffee. So, just gonna pour this into here. Oh, if I open it up. So, I'm using a thermal cafetiere i I can't say I'm a massive fan of them. Um, you know, I've got one here because this is one of the oldest ones I've ever had, but um, I'm not a massive fan. I just want to drink my coffee fresh. I don't want to keep it warm. Um, maybe it's better because it doesn't, you know, because you, you, you do get a lot of temperature drop early on. Also warming it up it's a lot easier because it keeps warmer, so you're not adding hot water to something that's cold. Um, the mug I'm using today, it's more of a tankard than a mug, but thank you to John Gordon for sending me this. Um, John's a great friend of ours and a great supporter and I sent us a few mugs in the past um, and I've been meaning to use this, use this one for a little while. So, listen, John, thank you very much uh, and I hope all is well in your world. Um, so, let's smell the cup. Again, it's not showing off. This isn't a showing off coffee. This is a drink me every day. I'm da- you know, damn gorgeous, drop dead, lovely. Um, it doesn't need to show off. It's just there. It's lovely. It's sweet. It get a real creaminess as well on that aromatic. Big creaminess. And that's what that does. It does a good job of keeping it warm. Ooh, hot. Um, it's big. It's got a great body. It's got a great structure. It's it's like an old familiar pair of slippers every time I drink this coffee, I look at it I, and you know, on a Saturday, on a Friday night, I'll be thinking, right, take something home for the weekend and I'll work along and I'll take one of the showy ones because I think oh, you know, oh yeah, I've had that lots but then when I do come back to it, you know, they look like old slippers but they're great, they're comfortable, they, they do everything that they need to do and, and La Fanny is a pair of comfortable slippers it's a great performing coffee this has been used in cup of ex- uh, This has been in a cup of excellence in the past. It's been used in WBC competition blends. It has a great pedigree, and I almost forget how good it is because it's been around for so long. Um, and I'm sure lots of you watching this will have forgotten how good Lafani is. Hopefully, if you're a subscriber, you're trying it as I try it and go, "Wow, it is stunning! It is really good. It's got a big body. It's very long, incredibly smooth. I mean." smoothness. It's sweet, and I mean really sweet. Anybody who says they love sugar in their coffee, give them this one, because they'll be blown away at how sweet this is. Uh, caramel. Lots and lots of caramel. Um, it's a stonker. It's a real, real stonker coffee, and I insist that you try it, because I've forgotten how good it is, and I'm sure you have. So listen, we're going to pop a veg code up below there. a veg code is going to give you a pound off in the store for a couple of weeks. Um, we don't need to push this coffee, we buy, I think we get around about 50-60 bags of this a year, so we, we sell a lot of this coffee, um, but I want you to try it, because you will forget how good it is, and what this also is great as, as an espresso, and it's also great as an espresso component, You know we use it a lot in espresso blends, because it gives you that balance, that smoothness, that control, to put something showy off with it, it just sits on top of it perfectly. I love this coffee. You really, really, really must take some. You must try it. Right. Listen, thanks very much for watching. Um, I am not going to say the catchphrase because I'm still banned from saying it, Uh, although some did say it. I should drop it in every now and again. But just remember,